ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what I'm going to talk about is my top 10 sitcoms from the 90s. The 90s were a great era, and I think TV was great in that era, and I'm going to give you my top 10. Um, Now, notice I didn't say the certified top 10 or the unequivocal top 10 or (laughs) or the official top 10. These are just my personal favorites. That just shows that I used to love to watch and I rocked out to. So my list probably will differ from yours. Again, this is my personal list. So if you don't like it, hey, it is what it is. Uh, And just to be clear, sitcoms like Friends and Seinfeld, I didn't watch. So they're not going to be on my top 10. (laughs) Nonetheless, sit back, relax. We'll drop the theme music. And we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it. Welcome back. As I mentioned in the intro, I'm talking about my top 10 sitcoms from the 90s. Uh, Like I said, the 90s were a great era. I watched a lot of TV and all of these shows, uh, you know, were shows that I really gravitated towards and spent a lot of time watching. Um, Obviously, if you do a list of 10, uh, you know, not everybody's going to make your list. Uh, So before I actually get started on the, the actual list. Um, I've got a couple of honorable mentions here. Uh, the first honorable mention, uh, and, and these are in no particular order. Um, the first one is rock. Uh, rock was a good show, uh, starring Charles S. Dutton, uh, garbage man, I think in Baltimore. Um, it was a good show. I, from what I can remember about rock, it wasn't on that long, but, uh, it was funny and it dealt with some serious issues. Uh, so, you know, shout out to rock. Um, the next uh, sitcom was Sister, Sister. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a lot of that, but I thought the little the, the season or two that I watched was really, really good. I just it was one of those seasons where one of the shows, excuse me, where I wanted to come back and watch it. And of course, you know, this is the <laughs> this is the 90s. So, you know, there were no DVRs. Uh, so I told myself at one point I was going to get like the um, DVD collection or whatever, but that was years ago. And, um, I'm not going back. (laughs) Nonetheless, I'm pretty sure some of you will have sister, sister on your list. Um, and last but not least, as far as far as my honorable mentions, um, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Uh, I love that show. That show was funny starring Mark Curry, uh, and Holly Robinson, Pete. Um, very good show for it was about a former basketball player of the Warriors. Uh, <laughs> that, that was when the Warriors sucked. <laughs> and uh, well, actually, no, back in the 90s, they, they had a decent team with run TMC uh, for a couple of years. But um, not the Warriors that, you know, uh, know and love or hate of today. 
Um, but yeah, uh, Hangover Mr. Cooper was another really, really good show. Um, so let's get to it, man. Uh, coming in at number 10, Moesha. Um, Moesha was uh, a really, really good show. Uh, it was one of those shows where I think we got a chance because Brandy was a, you know, rising superstar, or whatever, um, as far as her music career goes, uh, personally, I didn't know that she could act. Um, and, uh, I remember seeing the first episode. It was either the first or second episode, and I was like, "Okay, she's good." And like, I, I, I know she was on something else before, but I think Moesha was the first thing that I caught her on. Um, the show was about a upper middle class black family uh, in a LA suburb. Um, Moesha was living with her father Frank, who I think was a car salesman, and um, he ended up marrying the uh, the principal, this lady named D. Uh, of Moesha school and so it, it dealt with you know the show kind of just centered around you know some of the things their family life um, that she dealt with or what have you uh, I like the show because it gave a chance it gave us a chance to see you know a different side of Brandy um, and it also gave us the young lady's perspective um, which is something that we really didn't get a chance to see in the 90s on tv um but yeah i i like i like moesha's show it they had a good really good run that show was on the air i think from let me see what i got i got wrote this down they they were on the air from 96 to 01 so they were the back half of the 90s but um nonetheless had a really good run um the show starred of course brandy brandy norwood uh william allen young countess vaughn uh, Marcus Polk, Lamont Bentley, Yvette Wilson, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Shar Jackson, uh, Fredro Starr from Onyx, <laughs> and Ray J, um, Brandy's little brother. So I like this show, man. I, again, I think uh, one of the things that I really liked about the show was that it really dealt with, you know, issues that you didn't necessarily see on TV in the mid 90s. Um, you know, issues like teen pregnancy, uh, race relations, late plug, getting tongue tied, race relations, um, drug use, premarital sex. Uh, one of the key issues that it dealt with was, um, and actually kind of controversial was, uh, when Brandy found out that her dad, um, had fathered a child. Uh, by the name of Dorian, who was played by uh, Brandy's brother, Ray J. Um, and they thought that he was uh, Frank's nephew. And it turns out that that was her brother. And he had uh, in a previous marriage, in his uh, his first marriage, I guess, um, he had a side kid. And uh, so that was very interesting. And that, yeah, again, that's not something that you necessarily saw <laughs> on TV, on black TV at that in the 90s. So um yeah man shout out to moesha um uh, 
coming in at number nine in the house. Yeah, In the House was, um, I thought it was a cool show, man. First of all, uh, the show starred my man LL Cool J. Uh, I mean, you can't get any better than LL. (laughs) Uh, And I think one of the reasons why I gravitated toward this show, obviously, was because LL. Um, Me being a hip-hop fan and, uh, you know, coming up on LL's music, we got a chance to really see LL venture out. And uh, I'll put it like this. LL is not the only rapper that will appear on my list. Just to give you a hint. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this show. I thought it was really, really dope. Uh, the show is about LL Cool J, whose uh, character's name is Marion Hill. He's a former football player with the uh, Oakland Raiders. And I think he got into like some financial trouble. And so he was... Uh, he was kind of forced to rent out his house, uh, at least the rooms in his house. And um, he ended up renting to a single mother with two kids. Uh, the single mother, uh, her name was Jackie, played by uh, the great Debbie Allen. And her two children were Austin, uh, played by Jeffrey Wood, and Tiffany, played by Maya Campbell. Um, I really liked this show, man. This show was, was really, really cool. Uh, I think... Looking back on it, and I did a little bit of research, uh, this show was on the air from 89 to 98, which is quite astonishing because I don't, looking back on it, I didn't think it was on that long, but I think it switched networks and something. And so it was able to have, you know, somewhat, um, some, some bit of longevity, if you will. Uh, But I thought it was a really, really cool show. Of course, the show starred LL Cool J. Uh, Kim Wayans from the talented Wayans family, um, the aforementioned Maya Campbell, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, you know him from uh, Fresh Prince of Be- Fresh Prince of Bel Air fame, um, Debbie Allen, Jeffrey Wood, uh, DJ Daniels, and Lisa Arundel Anderson, and there was a recurring role uh, from a man Jan- John Amos, uh, aka James Evans. <laughs> Well, he wasn't James Evans on the show, but you know what I mean. Um, nonetheless, uh, I, I like this show. This show was really, really cool. I like the dynamics between uh, LL and, and just kind of seeing his versatility as an actor. Uh, we, we really didn't get a glimpse as to, you know, how well he could or couldn't act up until that point, I think. Um, you know, because he had cameo spots, but this was his baby. This was his show. So. Uh, it was cool seeing LL. And one of the things that I always thought was funny was uh, in hip hop, we never saw LL with his hat off. Like he always had a hat on. So there was this theory and this urban legend about LL had these lumps in his head and what have you. So on this show, I don't think we ever see LL with his hat off, but he he did don some visors so you got a chance to see you know at least for the ladies they got a chance to see part of ll's head so <laughs> i guess they got a kick out of that um nonetheless it was a good show uh i i enjoyed it again the dynamics um 
between LL and the other actors. I think bringing on um, Alfonso Ribeiro added a lot of spice to the show. Uh, one thing that I didn't like was that I think after either one or two seasons, Debbie Allen was kind of phased out of the show. Um, and so there was kind of like a revolving door. Uh, they brought in, um, you know, Kim Wayans and, you know, some other people as well. And so, you know, they had a lot of different actors and actresses coming through. Um, but that was the only thing I didn't like it, the, the characters kind of changed looking back on it. But I think that could have had something to do with the, uh, the, the total overall makeup of the show. But, um, nonetheless, man, dope show. It comes in at number nine. Coming in at number eight, Family Matters. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. Love and tradition of the grand design, some people say it's even harder to find. Well, in Yeah, man. <laughs> Family Matters. Uh, Family Matters was on from 1989 to 1998. Um, again, a, a long time. I remember Family Matters being a part of ABC's uh, TGIF. Thank God it's Friday lineup. Uh, they did. They they made a killing in the ratings at one point in time. Uh, this was you know one of their staple shows. Um, the show was set in Chicago. Uh, about a family, the Winslow family, uh, police officer Carl Winslow, uh, his wife, Harriet, their son, Eddie and daughter, uh, Laura, and they actually had two daughters, Laura and Judy. Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, this was a good show. This was a really good show. Um, of course they also had other characters. Um, they brought in, uh, I think it was Harriet's mother. Yeah, that was her was I can't remember if it was Harry's mother or Carl's mother. Um, nonetheless, uh, they call her Mother Winslow. <laughs> uh, so Mother Winslow and, um, you know, they had a, they had a really good character base, if you will. And um, it was a funny show, a good show. And of course, uh, there was a little nerd that lived next door. Um, a little pest, if you will, this guy by the name of Steve Urkel and Steve Urkel slowly but surely became the focal point of the show. Um, and Urkel was funny. I mean, he he was and he was a smash. And, and he I think what he did was he kind of gave credence to, uh, you know, 
the the aspect of a nerd and here was this black kid that you know had the high water pants and he had you know these big glasses and you know he had suspenders and he looked like a nerd and he was totally uh infatuated with uh, winslow's daughter uh laura and um you know so it, it it made for a good dynamic on the screen very very funny uh but again um if you're familiar with the show you know steve urkel really took <laughs> took over the show i mean the show became about him uh the show obviously starred uh, reginald uh Vell johnson joe marie payton uh rosetta lenore uh darius mccray mccrary excuse me um kelly williams jamie foxworth um brighton mcclure sean harrison uh jillio white aka urkel uh telma hopkins and michelle thomas um like i said i liked the show i liked it i, I it was one of those shows that i i can remember um during that time that it was on watching it like with the whole family and that was always dope i mean anytime you could watch tv with your family and you know when there wasn't a lot of um you know adult themes or anything like that uh relatively tame as far as that was concerned but just good cool clean fun and um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it the only thing that i didn't like about the show um i think they got to a point where they used the characters uh for urkel and urkel had become his own star in and of in and of itself and um then they developed a uh, alter ego uh stefan urkel <laughs> uh, who was the cool guy i guess he had stepped into a time machine or something like that and he was a cool guy and he still loved laura and laura loved him and it, to me that got corny really really fast i mean like if the show is about a nerd i mean why the show wasn't about a nerd but you get my point if the sh if the basis was about the nerd and then all of a sudden you got a cool guy i mean like it, it just it wasn't funny anymore i mean like after like one or two episodes the stefan urkel thing they and i get it family matters you know they were probably looking for ratings so they they rode the wave until it hit the shore so i get it but to me that got corny really really fast so um that's what i didn't like um you know it, it just the the show really centered around i didn't have a problem with the show uh centering around steve urkel but when they brought stefan urkel uh the alter ego that was just you know eh, i was like all right i'm good and so it kind of tailed off at the end for me so uh nonetheless that comes in at number uh eight coming in at number seven the wayans brothers we're brothers we're happy and we're singing and we're colored Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. That is. Yeah, man, <laughs> the Wayans brothers. 
classic uh, intro right there. Um, this show is funny, man. It, it, I anytime it was on, and I think it was on UPN or something like that. So it, you know, when it, especially when some of these shows that weren't on on excuse me network TV, meaning ABC, CBS, um, or NBC. You know, you had to make sure that you set the time so you could remind yourself because, again, there was no uh, DVR. So you want to make sure that you found the time to watch these shows. Um, But this one was funny, man. This obviously uh, the talented uh, Wayans brothers, uh, Sean and Marlon Wayans. um, They were two brothers who lived in an apartment in uh, Harlem, I think. And um, Sean owned a newsstand. Uh, and his brother worked there as well. And then they, uh, their father, Pops, <laughs> a.k.a. John Witherspoon, bang, bang, bang. <laughs> uh, he, he had a, uh, a diner um, next to it. And they also had uh, what's, uh, D, uh, played by uh, Anna Maria Horsford. Um, she worked as a security guard uh, in the... Um, I guess in the area. Um, yeah, this show was funny, man. It, it, it was, it was pure comedy. Uh, you could tell when you watch this show, particularly the interactions between, uh, Sean and Marlon and sometimes even with pops that quite a bit, especially if you watch it now, you know, maybe not back then, but if you watch the reruns now and the reruns are on like, BET, MTV2, um, almost daily. But if you watch the, uh, if you watch it now, you can almost see that a lot of what they were doing was a lot of ad libs, uh, and and it was still funny. And so, like sometimes you would see them ad lib, and you can kind of tell there's something that they threw in, and you might catch someone else on the set laughing, you know, or trying not to laugh. Um, and I think that's beautiful, especially when, you know, it's just, it's just that funny. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed watching the show, man. This show was, uh, uh, this show is hilarious. It's one of the shows that, um, no matter what, anytime. And, and I know some people, some of the, some people that I knew didn't like it because they felt like, you know, like they were just a little bit too funny and a little, just kind of cornyish funny. But I always found their humor, the Wayans brothers humor, um, not just these two, but the the whole Wayans clan, um, just to be very, very funny uh, in general. And so um, I really enjoyed this show. There wasn't much that I didn't like about it. This was a really good show on the time that it was on. And it was on from 95 to 99. So, you know, it it had its run. And honestly, it to me, it felt like it was on longer than that, but, um, it was only on from 95 to 99, but it, they had a good run. And again, one of my, um, one of my, one of my, one of my shows that I, even, even to this day, I still watch. They, again, they, they show reruns almost every other day on uh, MTV two and BET. And if it's on and I'm not watching anything, Oh, I'll throw the wins on in a minute, man. And still laugh. Like, and, and there's some episodes that I have not seen. So, uh, I'll throw them on and get a good laugh. So um, definitely the Wayne Bro- Wayans Brothers comes in at number seven. Number six, the Steve Harvey Show. 
Well, Regina, you know that study hall that you always wanted? Acting principal Big Daddy just made it happen. What you think? Wow, Steve, this is... It's great. Yep. The uh, computers were my idea. You know, if these kids aren't internet savvy, we lose an entire generation. <laughs> Mr. Hightower, something is wrong with this computer. It will not let me log on to freakymidgetlove.com. <laughs> I've also blocked all of the inappropriate websites for our little perverts. That was very responsible of you, Steve. Who was that? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's Brandy. I mean, Miss Jackson. She's our resident learning some tutor. You know, I haven't seen Romeo disenthrall with learning. The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fee. Fee Sometimes, my poor reading skills really hurt my self-esteem. I can sure use a great big hug. Boy, quit pushing up on the tutor. You okay, Brandy? I'm fine. And it's Miss Jackson. <laughs> now, that's a funny clip right there. Um... Steve Harvey show, man, what can I say? This show, um, this show was on the air from 96 to 2002. So it was on the back half of the nineties. Uh, but still funny nonetheless, man. Um, this show was based in Chicago about Steve Hightower, uh, <laughs> allegedly a seventies funk legend who, you know, becomes a teacher and then at one point became a vice principal at a high school, uh, Booker T. Washington High School in Chicago. Um, and so he has to teach these kids and he's, you know, joined uh, with his best friend and roommate, uh, Cedric Robinson, excuse me, Cedric Jackie Robinson. <laughs> and um, he's also a coach at the school. And of course, the principal of the school is uh, Regina Greer, um, who is who eventually becomes Steve love Steve's love interest uh, after years of flirting with her. But uh, um, this show was funny, man. I mean, it, it it really, really cracks me up every time I watch it. And it's one of those shows, again, when it still comes on, I still watch it. And of course, they had students. um on the show and and what was weird was about the students was that even back then i wondered like how long could they keep this going because you know your students are only going to be in high school but for so long but the students were cool and funny um of course there's romeo santana uh played by the late merlin santana um and my man stanley kuznoski i think that was his name um aka bullethead <laughs> uh played by William Lee Scott and um and then there was uh Lydia Gutman uh she was played by Lori Beth Denberg uh so those three students really were really really funny and they added a lot of depth and and, and characters to the show um and then I think after the second season they added uh Lavita Alize Jenkins, who would later become the girlfriend of Cedric's, and you know, eventually they get married, and I think they had a kid on the show. 
um, played by Terry J. Vaughn. Um, again, man, this was this is a funny show. Uh, it started again. Steve Steve Harvey, Cedric the Entertainer, Merlin Santana, William Lee Scott, uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson, um, Terry Vaughn, and Lori Beth Denberg. Um, very very funny show. What I liked about the show, I liked how um, everybody seemed to you know be funny and I, I i think it's that doesn't happen in like every sitcom like you have some sitcoms where not everybody on tv is funny like they might be able to deliver a line or two but not as funny as everybody else now of course steve harvey and you know cedric the entertainer are comedians so they're naturally funny and that jumps off the screen but Everybody, at least to me on this show, could deliver a dope line and something funny that will make you crack up. So um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this show. Uh, This show brings back a lot of memories. Um, And, uh, you know, it's something that I I still, like I said, will watch (laughs) at any given time. And, you know, what's funny was I, I will watch these episodes and watch them as if I'd never seen them before. And I've seen just about all of them, but, um, funny, funny show. I, I really like this show. Uh, I like Steve Harvey. Well, I like, let me, let me stop. I'm not a fan of Steve Harvey now, but back then I was a fan of Steve Harvey. I think Cedric, the entertainer kills it. He, he really, he was so funny to me on this show. Like his, his delivery and everything was just really, really cool. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it. And I, like I said, I don't mind watching it over and over again now. Um, I'll tell you what, let's take a commercial. But before we go into the commercial, I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, two shows that obviously won't make the list because they're not sitcoms, but were very, very important in the 90s. Um, the first, uh, The Arsenio Hall Show. Uh, that was on air from 89 to 94. Man, what can I say about Arsenio? Arsenio paved the way for so much, man. I think that show obviously was a late night talk show. Um, it was much needed. Uh, Arsenio gave guests, you know, that we wouldn't normally see on, you know, the Johnny Carson t- uh, to the Tonight Show uh, with Johnny Carson or uh, David Letterman. Um he gave a lot of black artists, uh, a lot of black actors, a platform, athletes as well, a platform to come. And it wasn't just black athletes, but those in particular to come on his show. Um, he gave hip hop heads a chance to see some of their favorite hip hop artists come perform on his show. Um, so Arsenio, man, I, I don't think people really, you know, give him his props, but I'm going to give him his props, man. Or the Arsenio Hall show was really, really dope. Um I'll be honest, I tried to listen, I tried to watch, you know, when Arsenio brought it, when they brought Arsenio back, uh, he just didn't have a guess. He just, you know, he still, you know, was, was still funny, but you know, it was, it was a struggle. It was uphill battle and you know, they were, it didn't help that they were up against Fallon and you know, so it was just, it was tough, but this run that he had, um, back in the day, again, from 89 to 94, Man, Arsenio was the thing. That was it was literally must see TV every night. Um, you were staying up late to watch Arsenio. Um, 
in the second show that had a major impact in the 90s but wasn't a sitcom excuse me was um in living color uh that was on air from 1990 to 1994 uh, obviously so much talent came through that camp the weigh-ins Jim Carrey uh, David Allen Greer Tommy Davidson just to name a few um, it was dope man it, it was really really dope uh, that again was must-see TV on Fox we didn't even watch Fox like that <laughs> but the weigh-ins excuse me the, yeah the weigh-ins had us glued to the TV and um I really enjoyed it, man. I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, let's take a quick commercial. We'll, we'll, matter of fact, let's drop something from um, from In Living Color. And on the other side, I'll give you uh, my top five. Sit tight. We'll be back in just a second. That's right. We're going to teach you how to get paid with absolutely no money down. That's right. I'm with Mr. Iceman. Chillin'. Yo, our secret to success is right here in our new little booklet, How to Make More Money Without Using Your Money. <laughs> Might well you ask, whose money should I use? Well, who got more money than they know what to do with? The gub mint. <laughs> about booking, we're going to show you how to use that money from the government. For example, did you know that food stamps cannot be used to buy alcoholic beverages? Hmm. But how could I use that knowledge to work for me? I'm glad that you asked. Let's look at the chart. I'm going to a store and purchase a pack of beer for let's say $3.99 or even less depending on the security system. And I trade it to some unscrupulous individual such as this man right here for let's say $40, $50 worth of food stamps. Uh-huh. Now he's easy to find. He might even be in your family. Now I take that money and I find a little fat lady named Laquita with about 15 children. I trade it to her for $25. What does that equal? More money, more money, more money. And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle. This is the 12 Kyle podcast. And I'm talking about my top 10 sitcoms from the 90s. Now, these are mine, not yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As I mentioned before the break, we got Moesha coming in at number 10, at number 9, In the House, uh, number 8, Family Matters, coming in at number 7, The Wayans Brothers, and at number 6, The Steve Harvey Show. All right, so let's get back to it. Uh, Coming in at number 5. The Jamie Foxx Show.
Yes. Uh, this show, man, was I, I really, really like this show. Um, as I mentioned, uh, you know, before the break, uh, in Living Color was a place that really gave a lot of people uh, an opportunity to shine. And one of the people that, you know, had an opportunity to shine there as an alum, if you will, was uh, Jamie Foxx. And while we knew he was funny in sketch comedy, uh, being able to carry a sitcom is something totally different. And um, I think he did a good job. Uh, so he gets this show and this show was on the air from 1996 to 2001. So he had already had a following, if you will, in an audience. And um, I think much to a lot of people's surprise, they really got a chance to see how talented he was. He wasn't just funny, but he could act. He could sing. And, uh, you know, his talents were right there on display uh, for the world in the sitcom. Um, the sitcom is about uh, Jamie King, a guy who is an aspiring musician who comes to L.A. to you know pursue a career and, um, you know, to support himself while he's trying to get on his feet. Uh, he works in his family's hotel. His aunt and uncle, uh, Helen and Junior King, own a hotel called the King's Tower. And um so he works there. And then, of course, he has two co-workers, uh, one of one of whom he is infatuated with, uh, Francesca Monroe, a.k.a. Fancy, uh, played by Garcelle Beauvais. And uh, other co-worker he didn't particularly care about. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, his nemesis, uh, Braxton P. Hartnerbrig played by Christopher Christopher B. Duncan. Um, but they were cool. They they got along. Um, it, I, one of the things that I loved about this show was that I always liked the interactions between the two of them uh, on air. They were always funny and, you know, cracking on each other and having a good time. And, um, you know, obviously, I think as this, you know, went along from season to season, uh, you know, Jamie, you know, who was always trying to holler at Fancy. And then at one point, you know, he, they start kind of kicking it and everything like that. So um, I thought this was a really, really great show. Um, obviously, it starred Jamie Foxx, Garcelle Beauvais, uh, Christopher B. Duncan, uh, Elia English and Garrett Morris, the great Garrett Morris. Um, and I think with a cast like that, you you have different personalities and you have kind of, you know, these uh younger actors uh in, in the people that i mentioned and then you have elia english and garrett morris who you know both are veterans um and so i i really enjoyed this show once again this is another show that you know i still will watch to this day the the reruns are on all the time so uh and even having watched most of them i found that you know even in the 90s because there were <laughs> because there were no dvrs uh, there are probably some that I missed. So I enjoy watching some of these episodes and, and you know, seeing some of the ones that I didn't see. But um, this was a really, really good show. If you get a chance, make sure that you watch it again. One of the biggest things that you'll take away from this show is just how talented Jamie Foxx is. And this show was just a glimpse uh, as to what was to come you know, more acting, singing, albums, the whole nine. I mean, Jamie Foxx does it all. Extremely talented young young cat. So um, that's coming in at number three. Excuse me. 
Number five. <laughs> Coming in at number four. Getting ahead of myself. Living single. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that intro is uh, one of the <laughs> more more familiar intros, um, probably that you'll hear in the '90s. Uh, love that intro. Of course, the intro is dope, uh, sung by the great Queen Latifah. And if you watched it, uh, the silhouette, the young lady dancing in the silhouette to the music. Um, well, you can't see it now because this is a podcast. You can't see it on a podcast, but <laughs> but when you watch it, uh, that's Big Les from Rap City. Uh, shout out to Big Les. Um, but yeah, this this podcast, not podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show was and still is, man, one of my favorites. Um, it's interesting as how they you know kind of developed this show. So this is how Living Single got started. I had a deal at a studio. Queen Latifah had a deal at a studio. They put the two of us together, and then the studio went out and found the right person to create this show around the two of us. So I wasn't interested in doing something that was just kind of this wacky slapstick thing. I wanted to do something that was really a little more gritty, a little more edgy, a little more based in my personal reality. And I happened to have an idea for a show which was about kind of me and my friends and our adventures as young women trying to make sense of the big cruel world. The show became an ensemble very quickly. Never mind that it started with Queen Latifah and Kim Coles as the core. An ensemble cast is a cast that really works together to create a humorous whole. I think it was an ensemble cast in the truest sense. All of the actors could carry a story and all of the actors could deliver a home run with a joke. Why does this keep happening to me? Because you keep looking for someone to carry you. Well, what's wrong with that? They keep dropping your ass. And I think one of the things that I took away from this show was just the the love and the friendship that these people have for each other. Now, this show is, is called Living Single, obviously. And the show is centered on six people, uh, four women, two men, who are all single in uh, New York, in Brooklyn. And... Um, Four women. It's two different households. Uh, one household, the women. You got um, Khadijah, Khadijah James, um, played by the great Queen Latifah, again of hip hop royalty. <laughs> Queen Latifah. Um, she has her own um, magazine called Flavor, and uh, she has her cousin who also lives with her, uh, Sinclair. Sinclair is a little goofy, <laughs> played by the great Kim Coles. Um, but she works with Khadijah. Uh, also in their home, uh, they have their friend, uh, Regine Hunter, um, played by <laughs> played by one of my childhood uh, crushes. What's up, Kim? <laughs> Kim Fields. <laughs> I used to love me some Kim Fields back in the day, boy. Um, so, yeah, she is, of course, very bourgeois. Uh, Regine is all about the men and all about the money. 
and then their homegirl, uh, Maxine Shaw, uh, a.k.a. Max, played by Erica Alexander, um, the attorney who is, you know, obviously very sharp wit, very quick with the tongue, you know, will tell you off in a second. And then the men live above them. Um, that would be uh, Kyle Barkley. Excuse me, Barker. That's his, that's his name, Kyle Barker. Uh, and um, Overton Wakefield. Kyle Barker is, is played by T.C. Carson. And uh, Overton Wakefield Jones is played by uh, John Henson. Um, and Kyle is a stockbroker. And I think Overton was like a handyman. Um, I really, really love, well, first and foremost, the obvious, uh, having someone named Kyle on TV, uh, I thought that was dope (laughs) because my name never appeared on anything that I'd ever seen before on TV. So for me, I thought that was so cool that you had a black guy on TV named Kyle that got money and was real cool. That was cool for me because, you know, that's how I saw myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, of course, then there was a relationship between uh, Overton and Sinclair. They dated, I think, just about the whole series, I guess. Um, and Living Single was on air. Living Single was on air from 93 to 98. Uh, honestly, it felt like it was a lot longer than that, man. Living Single was, um, so, so dope, man. This show, again, it was one of those shows where if you needed a funny line, I think everybody could deliver a funny line, but you genuinely saw, um, you know, six black people, you know, getting it, making it happen, doing the best that they could, kind of struggling, trying to figure out their relationships, and then also still keeping a tight friendship and a tight bond. And um, of course, in the later years of the series, uh, you know, uh, a romance develops between <laughs> between Kyle and Max, and they absolutely hated each other at first. And then, you know, they just, but they were inseparable. And I thought that was really, really dope. Um I love this show, man. This this show is, I will, man, when it's on, I, I, I'll sit down and watch it. And a lot of times I'll come across episodes that I've already seen before, but I'll still watch them again. Um, this still, this is, again, one of my favorites. Um, obviously, the show stars uh, were, you know, Queen Latifah, Kim Coles, Erica Alexander, T.C. Carson, John Hinton and Kim Fields. Um and man, shout out to Heavy D. Rest in peace. Heavy D would he had a reoccurring role on here from time to time as well. Um but yeah they had stars on there. They had uh just a lot of fun man. I, I, I can tell that you know watching that show that they really really enjoyed it. Um I don't there's nothing that I didn't like about the show. I was very disappointed to find out that they were taking it off air. And I think I remember there was a petition to get it back on air once we found out it was coming off the air, but, um, you know, it didn't work, but, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Um, again, I'm pretty sure that most of you will have this one on your list. Uh, if you don't, uh, something's wrong with you <laughs> coming in at number three. A different world. 
Oh man, where can I start? A different world. Um, this show was a spinoff. Uh, this show was a Cosby Show spinoff. Uh, if you're familiar with the Cosby Show, you remember Denise was going off to college. Uh, she wasn't going to be on the Cosby Show anymore, and you know, so they gave her, her own show. She gotten into some tr- some trouble with Bill Cosby, if you will. Uh, so she she goes off and she has her own show. So she goes to college, Hillman College, fictional HBCU, historically black college and university in Virginia. Um, and so what's ironic is that Denise Huxtable goes off to college and she doesn't even last on this show. <laughs> Lisa Bonet, I think she was on this show what two seasons? If yeah, if I can recall, I think it's like two seasons. Um, now this show was on from 1987 to 93, so it did. While it did not make its debut in the 90s, I will make a case that uh, it had a great run in in the 90s in a short period of time from 90 to 93. I think those were some of the better years. Um, because the first year was first year was a struggle <laughs> yeah yeah the first year wasn't that good in fact to be honest it's really looking back on it now I, I liked it when it came out but looking back on it now i probably don't watch a lot of the first uh season episodes um the one thing that i do remember about the first season was that marissa tomei uh was on the first season and <laughs> it was kind of weird because you know again this show was on from 87 to 93 well i enrolled at a hbcu uh shout out to my alma mater south carolina state university uh i enrolled in the fall of 1991 and with marissa tome being white the one thing that i did not see on my campus white girls <laughs> Uh, in fact, there wasn't a lot of white people on our campus. I can only think of maybe three or four, if that. And, um, you know, one of them I played football with. So, hey, you know, actually two. So, um, yeah, so, it, you know, so it, that was kind of different. But this show, um, obviously, it, it set, you know, a lot of records. It followed, it came on TV right behind the Cosby show. So that's a win in and of itself as far as ratings are concerned. Um, and there were a host of actors and actresses that starred on the show. But basically the crux of the show was it's, you know, HBCU campus and you're dealing with campus life and you're dealing with trying to figure out how to, you know, make things happen and how you grow and how you deal with issues. Um, one of the great things that I loved about um uh, you know, this show was it tackled some really, really tough issues. I mean, like everything from um, premarital sex to pregnancy to, you know, date rape, that date rape, uh, HIV AIDS. That's sh- that show was scary <laughs> back in like 92. Um, it, it 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 touched on just about everything, fraternities and sororities. Uh, colorism in the black community um it touched on just about every subject that you would want to touch on uh gang violence gun violence um 
and then you had the love story that came to be uh between uh Dwayne Wayne and Whitley Gilbert um there's so many cast of characters but I mean of course the main characters obviously Dwayne Whitley uh Ron Johnson the uh super 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 uh senior student <laughs> the guy who never graduated uh I, did Ron ever graduate I don't you know I don't even remember Ron graduate I'm sure he did but uh Dawn Lewis um Jaleesa uh and then of course the uh <laughs> the great Walter Oaks uh the dome director um you know just a cast of characters um and then the students that they brought in after uh they transitioned uh Denise off the show um to me I think it went through the roof um from Freddie to uh Kim to I mean everybody Mr. Gaines uh <laughs> Colonel Taylor I mean just so many characters I, I love this show this is hands down one of my favorite this is one of my favorite TV shows period if a different world is on other than a football game I will stop and watch it <laughs> if a different world is on I probably in a football game is on I might watch a football game and record a different world that I mean like there's not one episode that I have not seen I will watch these episodes um all the time uh of course some of the stars include Lisa Bonet Jasmine Guy Dawn Lewis uh the great Loretta Devine Kadeem Hardison Mary Alice Daryl M. Bell Sinbad uh Charnel Brown Cree Summer, Glenn Turner, uh, Lou Myers, Jai Sanders, Jada Pinkett, and Karen Molina White, just to name a few. Um, I loved it, man. I, this this show, I, I I I literally could do a podcast just on <laughs> on this show and on some of the episodes. Um, but it it was great. It it gave me um and millions of other kids my age a glimpse as to what hbcu life would look like and i'm gonna say something that you know a lot of people have said and will continue to say if there were if a different world never came on i don't know that i'm necessarily going to an hbcu uh it was just that popular and just that um you know influential uh much like uh <laughs> much like Hillman, my school had a pit too. <laughs> Shout out to the pit at South Carolina State University. I spent a lot of time there uh goofing off and eating. Um <laughs> much like Ron. <laughs> but um but yeah it, it it was uh it was I think it was very important. And I think that show stood the test of time in you know introducing HBCU life to kids who may not have otherwise even thought about going to an HBCU. Now, while I had family members that had gone to South Carolina State, uh, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that I was going to South Carolina State, but uh, I knew by the time I hit my senior year that I would be going to an HBCU um, because I think that was the best fit for me. And, uh, you know, a lot of what I saw in a different world uh, came to fruition once I got to college. So it was almost like, you know, a lot of it mirrored what I saw. And, um, 
you know, everything, man, to racism, to, you know, the episode about racism and the episode about, you know, getting jobs and everything, networking. Uh, So much of what I learned in college, I also saw on that TV screen. And and I, I, I think, you know, you can say what you want about Bill Cosby, but I think one of the great things that he did uh, you know, was to create this show. It opened up so many doors and exposed us to so much. Um, and of course, you know, I guess the thing I can say that I didn't like about a different world was that they took it off the air. (laughs) I didn't like the fact that they took it off the air, but other than that, man, I love this show. Um, and of course I would be remiss if I did not talk about the relationship, uh, the off and on and then back on and then back off relationship and then on again relationship between uh Dwayne and Whitley um we saw that you know you know uh kind of come to fruition over a period of time and again this show was on from 87 to 93 but to me it feels like it was much much longer than that but um you know obviously one of the most iconic moments happened on this show and uh while some might say it was uh it was kind of corny i thought it was dope and um well you know what i'm talking about take a listen will you listen to those who ask the questions bubba whitley i love you and if you'll have me i want you to be my wife what the hell are you doing i'm sorry byron i love her From this day forth to having a home and richer for poorer, baby, please, please. I do. of course i mean (laughs) that wedding was off the chain and so uh yeah man it it doesn't get any better than that um so that was number three coming in at number two martin What better 
was there a better uh <laughs> intro than that i mean in the 90s um well there might have been one or two that was better but that was iconic uh intro um martin man oh man this this show this show might be number one uh for a lot of people i have it at number two and i'll tell you why in just a second um but nonetheless man this show still comes on in syndication almost every day and it's at least once or twice a week i'll find myself watching episodes and falling asleep because they come on late at night and i'll fall asleep watching an episode um but yeah man martin uh shows about martin Payne, disc jockey from detroit uh you know guy who's you know well when the show started single uh trying to find his way and he gets a girlfriend her name is gina played by tisha campbell um and martin worked at this radio station called wzup what's up radio <laughs> so um yeah this this show and then of course there were his close friends uh tommy and cole and uh gina's close friend pam and then the um the uh owner of the radio station stan played by the great once again uh, garrett morris um man this show there's so much i can say about martin uh martin was really really a, a cultural phenomenon um martin was a lot of different things martin was loud he was abrasive uh he could tell you to get to step in and kick you out of his crib or he could be you know tell you to come here and give him hug and give him love you know so <laughs> he was he was a, a, a lot of different things um but uh i think one of the uh one of the things that you know was so key about this show was the comedic genius that martin lawrence is um the characters that he played from dragonfly jones to uh jerome the player from the himalayas <laughs> roscoe the little snotty nosed kid um shenane <laughs> man this this show just cracks me up like there's you can put it on and you can put on just about any episode and you're going to bug out because it's just that funny. Um, I enjoyed this, man, and, and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the show uh, when it was on the air. Um, it was on the air from 92 to 97. Now, for me, it seemed like it was on the air for 10 years. That's what it felt like. Uh, but when Martin came, when I... I guess the best way that I can describe it, like when Martin came on, everything stopped. Like I was in college at the time. So everything stopped. Like you weren't doing nothing. Whatever you were doing stopped at that time that Martin was coming on and you were going to sit down and watch it. Cause again, we didn't have DVRs. So, you know, I mean, well, some of us had VCRs <laughs> and we would, would record them. Um, but, uh, Martin was a dope show, man. It's so funny. I mean, it, it what can i say it, it was just a, a a classic show very very much a standard of the 90s uh and a funny story uh i remember as i mentioned i, I went to south carolina state university and i played football and um we 
we would have these, uh, you know, because, you know, back in the 90s at South Carolina State University, we didn't take, you know, we didn't fly to go play against our opponents. So if we were like, let's just say like, let's say we had to go up to Howard to play Howard University in D.C. So from our school in Orangeburg, South Carolina, that's about a seven hour drive, right? In a bus. So we would get on the bus. And of course, you know, the buses are nice. So we're on the bus and the bus has a VCR player. So I remember we were going to play Howard. And so, you know, one of the coaches was like, you know, hey, we should put in the game film and that way the guys can watch the game on the way up there. I'm like, man, what? I don't watch no damn. We don't watch. We've been watching game film all week. So we're on the bus. It's late. And somebody puts in a tape of Martin and they got like maybe 10 episodes on this tape. Man, we watched Martin and cracked up and just like had a good time. And so from that point, I think we ended up going to Howard. And um, I think I'm pretty sure we won because we didn't. <laughs> We didn't lose the hour that much, uh, <laughs> um, but nonetheless, so we won, and so like that just became our tradition, just to watch Martin episodes on the bus. And our coaches didn't like it, but Martin was funny, man. I mean, like, so what better, you know, would you have to pass the time than to, you know, watch a couple of episodes of Martin? And so um, we would watch Martin on our on our team bus on the way on our, our road trips, on our long road trips, if you will. Um, but yeah, I love that show, man. It 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 even to this day it's still funny. Um the reason why and I kind of struggle back and forth between number 1 and number 2. Uh the the only thing that I didn't like about Martin uh is the reason why I have it at number 2 the last season. <sighs> oh my for as much as I love Martin, that last season was awful. Oh my God, it was terrible. I won't get into a long drawn out story about the season, but many of you know, or maybe you don't know, Martin, there was some friction between he and you know his co-star Tisha Campbell. Um I don't know if she had uh, I don't know if she alleged that he kissed her or touched her or something inappropriate. I can't even remember what it was. Look it up. (laughs) But nonetheless, um, so whatever happened, it created so much friction to the point where now keep in mind at this point in time, Martin and Gina played by Tisha Campbell are married but the last season they do not appear on the screen at the same time in any episode so allegedly Gina takes this job and she's in California and she's you know kind of flying back and forth or what have you so we never see Martin and Tisha Campbell on the screen together um Again, I can't remember what happened. I'm pretty sure somebody will tell me in the comment section as to what happened. You can look it up. But uh, it made for just not a good season, man. It was. I just that last season, as much as I love Martin, I was like, I'm I'm ready for this to be over. Like, I I can't because 
it, and it got to the point where it just wasn't funny because it was you know part of the the humor in this show was the humor that these characters bounced off of each other so you know you got martin lawrence you got tisha campbell you got carl anthony payne uh, uh aka cole you got the late thomas michael ford uh tommy um and Tashina Arnold, Pam. And then, of course, uh, you got um, Garrett Morris, Garrett Morris, excuse me, uh, a.k.a. Stan. Um, so you have these talented actors and actresses and, you know, not having Gina there just it, it was just off balance. I mean, like there's not one episode from that final season that I find funny. Like I just I couldn't. And I know, like, I think the the what was that the squirrel chinchilla episode or whatever some people think that was funny i didn't like that episode i thought it was corny um <laughs> i might be in a i might be in the minority but you know hey sue me um but yeah it just wasn't good man it just wasn't good at all um it does not take away from the show i thought the show still was hilarious um i still watch martin episodes to this day um except that final season if i see an episode from that final season i will not watch it <laughs> i won't watch it i won't record it or nothing um but yeah it, it, it was um i think it, it was and i remember the last episode i remember watching the last episode and martin he writes the words one love on the wall and then he walks out i mean like it was just like it was whack man <laughs> but it does not take away from how great um this show actually was and i still enjoy watching this show like i said other than the last season i thought it was dope it, you know it, if you have martin at number one i'm not mad at you at all if martin that's your number one i could not put it at number one just on the strength of that final season but it has some great episodes some great moments great characters i love uh jerome the player um <laughs> love dragonfly jones i love everything man again it was dope in fact here's one of my favorite clips um this was when my man biggie smalls aka the notorious big uh was uh on with martin and he was playing the role as himself but he was a former childhood friend of martin's allegedly on this episode and um I thought it was dope, man. It was good to see Biggie on there, and uh, it was just pure comedy. So uh, check this out. Shit. I heard you was running things. I see you still running your mouth. Man, say what? Biggie Smalls in the house. What's happening, baby, baby? What's up, dog? I'm looking for a background singer to go on the road with me. That ain't gonna be no problem here in Motown. <laughs> Only problem is trying to find a hotel where nobody don't know me. You know, I be having that same problem, man, when I go places, man. People be knowing me like, come on. Last joint I was in, honey, snuck up in my spot with the demo tape while I was on the toilet. Oh, snap, why you in like that? Oh, man. Why don't you come stay with me and my wife, Jane Your wife? Yeah. You got married and invite me to the wedding? Oh, well, shoot, that's a long story, but since you're making loot, you can still give us a gift, though, right? Come on. 
Huh. What, is, what are you talking about? Somebody's gonna stay here with us for a week. So you cool with that? What? <laughs> Baby, I never thought you would be what? so cool. Martin, yeah, well, Martin, what? you just can't invite any old body up in here. You just can't invite anybody in there. Hey! <laughs> Martin, you didn't tell me you knew Biggie Smalls. Come on in here, man. You know what? I was just about to cook. <laughs> Gina. What happened to going out to eat? Oh, man, restaurant food will kill you, man. Y'all want some spaghetti on, put some shrimp in, I can hook it up. Right, and you ate all the shrimps that we had, Biggie. Baby, what? don't be rude to our guests, Kimmy. It's cool, Jamie. Me and Dumbo over here, we been doing this. She flowed on my ear. Uh-huh, a lot of people don't know that. This is slam. Yeah, and I'll be on the wrestling team. But one day I looked across the mat, saw a Biggie. So basketball's been my sport ever since. Yeah, yeah, hey. Oh my goodness. Biggie, this is my best friend here, Tommy. What up, dog? And this is man's best friend, Pam. Whatever, Ear Jordan. Step to the rear. Step to the rear. How you doing? Nice to meet you. What, what, what should I call you? I love it when they call me Big Papa. <laughs> you, know, you know what? I love your work, brother. I mean, I love it. You just, you just changed that whole rap thing, man. Can't touch this! Let's <laughs> roll, man. All right, man. Hey, baby. We're gonna go out, shoot a couple of hoops, you know, shoot around, whatever. Uh, Pam, you wanna roll with us? We can use a mascot. <laughs> Love you. you know what, brother? I really, really enjoyed you in that film, Mama. Crunch Groove. What happened to the mother two fat boys? All right, so here we are. Number one, my number one top ten sitcom of the '90s. You've probably guessed it by now, but I'm going to tell you: The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the prince of a town called bel-air in west philadelphia born and raised on the playground is where i spent most of my days Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said, freshen it a dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, man, forget it, yo, home's the Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight And I yelled to the cabbie, yo home, smell you later Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there To sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air I think that might be one of the best, if not the best intros um, Of, you know, sitcoms, definitely in the 90s, maybe of all time Uh very iconic very uh <laughs> i mean like you have like little 80 year old white ladies who know that song they you know they and they know will smith and they know fresh prince um so this <laughs> i mean the 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 
the intro song actually tells you about what this is about a kid from west philadelphia got into some trouble uh his aunt sent, excuse me his mother sent him to go live with his aunt and uncle in bel-air uh so he leaves the hood to go live you know in ritz ritzy and fancy bel-air and of course uh the stars in this show uh will smith aka fresh prince uh the late great james avery uncle phil uh janet hubert witten uh that was the first aunt viv uh alfonso ribeiro carlton um karen parsons um hillary and tatiana ali ashley uh joseph marcel uh that's jeffrey and daphne maxwell reed that was the second aunt viv um man (laughs) where do i begin um Again, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast that, you know, some of the uh, some of the other uh, recipients on this list would be uh, former rappers. Um, I came to this particular show, uh, obviously a fan of Fresh Prince and uh, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, And I remember seeing. This came out right around the time that, or maybe not long after, Parents Just Don't Understand came out. Um, This show was on from 1990 to 1996. Uh, I will make the case that this show was funny all the way through all the years. Even in the final season, it was still good. Um, I love this show, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. And this, this is a show that it's, it's, it's weird because like I will watch the show now and like I'm not even paying attention, but like my kids was my kids love it. Like my kids will sit down and watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then they'll ask me questions about maybe certain references or certain things. And so like they're gen they are generally attracted to this show. And I think that's dope because like they don't realize like, you know, this show happens <laughs> so many years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this show, man. This this is uh, this one that, that I never get tired of watching. Um, again, I came to it because of Will Smith, um, Fresh Prince. And quite honestly, I knew that now even back then, you know, I mean, Fresh Prince wasn't going to blow you. He, he wasn't rock him. Right. <laughs> But you knew that he had talent. I didn't know he was funny. And from the first episode, I was like, whoa. I mean, like you could tell that he was going to be a star. And the interesting thing is, I think after we saw, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air take off, like I knew we probably weren't going to get any more albums from Fresh Prince. <laughs> uh, but I love how, you know, he, he introduced Jazzy Jeff to his audience and, you know, Jeff's <laughs> getting thrown out of the house. And, uh, you know, it, I, this was just a great, great show. And, and it was always fun to watch and it's still fun to watch to this day. Um, they don't make sitcoms like this. Uh, they touched on, even though they were in, you know, Bel Air, they still touched on things, uh, from, 
you know what was the what was that episode um with the police where he was uh the the racial profiling um you know blackness i mean like they touched on a lot of different things even though they had money and that was a cool thing about it was you know uncle phil and aunt vivian even though they had money you know he was this you know judge and he was former hippie he went to princeton but he was black blackity black <laughs> and his wife was a college professor aunt vivian and she was blackity black and so like they they're black they they never let the money change their blackness and they instilled that in their kids now you know might have missed carlton a little bit but you know nonetheless uh you know carlton was carlton was uh he was like uh you know the the i don't know he he was preppy but he was still you know funny <laughs> and of course he had the carlton dance and hillary you know she wasn't that smart but <laughs> <laughs> but she was cool and then Ashley was you know kind of like a mix of everybody and you know Jeffrey was always funny uh, you know like I said they they're they were an affluent family but they did not let that interfere with the uh lessons that they were going to tell their kids or teach their kids if you will um so I enjoyed this I enjoyed this uh this show man it, it, it it's it's a show again. Like I said, I continue to watch to this day. I never, if an episode's on, and I can see it on my my TV screen, I'll watch it. I'll sit down and watch it, or I'll put it on. And, and honestly, it's rare for me to put on an episode of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air and the kids not come in the room and start watching it with me. Um, I just enjoy it. I really do. Uh, they had some great episodes. You know, stars would come through. Uh, I remember the episode where they tried to shoot a video in the house and they had BBD on there. Um, that was funny. Most of the episodes were very, I mean, like you, you could take something from it, but you were always going to laugh. Um, and then, you know, there was one episode that kind of, you know, it hit home. It hit home for a lot of people. Uh, there was the episode where Will's father, who had not been in his life, his father, his dad's name is Lou. Uh, he comes back, he's driving truck and he, um, you know, proposes the idea to take Will out with him on the road. And, you know, Phil and Vivian are totally against it. And, uh, you know, because they just didn't want Lou to be jumping in and out of Will's life because they know what kind of guy he was. He had been gone for most of Will's life. And, um, you know, that that scene, man, at the end was really, 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 really uh it was it was great acting and you could really really feel it uh but instead of me telling you about it let's take a listen well i'm glad you're here um some business came up i got a handle so we're gonna have to put a our trip on hold you understand yeah yeah that's, that's cool, that's cool. Just, just for a couple of weeks mm -hmm, i understand yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little longer. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Look, I'll, I'll call you next week and we'll iron out the details, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, yeah. It was great seeing you, son. You too, Lou. Yeah. Yeah, um, 
I'm sorry, Will. <laughs> you know what? Actually, this works out better for me. You know, the Slimmies of Summer come to class wearing next to nothing. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's all right to be angry. Hey, why should I be mad? I'm saying, at least he said goodbye this time. I just wish I hadn't wasted my money buying this stupid present. I'm sorry. I, you know, if there was something that I... Hey, you know what? You ain't got to do no, nothing, Uncle Phil. Hey, you know, ain't like I'm still five years old, you know? Ain't like I'm going to be sitting up every night asking my mom, when's daddy coming home, you know? Who needs him? Hey, he wasn't there to teach me how to shoot my first basket, but I learned, didn't I? Hey, I got pretty damn good at it, too, didn't I, yeah, Uncle Phil? Did. Got through my first day without him. Right? Mm. I learned how to drive. I learned how to shave. I learned how to fight without him. I had 14 great birthdays without him. He never even sent me a damn card. Die with him! I ain't need him then and I don't need him now. Will. Nah, you know what, Uncle Phil? I'm gonna get through college without him. I'm gonna get a great job without him. I'm gonna marry me a beautiful honey, and I'm having me a whole bunch of kids. I'm gonna be a better father than he ever was. And I sure as hell don't need him for that, because ain't a damn thing he could ever teach me about how to love my kids. How come he don't want me, man? Dope, dope. That's so dope, man. <laughs> I don't even know how you follow that up. <laughs> so there you have it. Um, that is my top ten sitcoms from the nineties. Uh, once again, this is just my list. Uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter or in the comment section. And let me know what your top 10 is. Uh, these are my top 10. Again, starting at 10, Moesha in the house, Family Matters at 8, 7, Wayans Brothers, 6, The Steve Harvey Show. Coming in at number 5, Jamie Foxx Show, uh, 4, Living Single, 3, A Different World, 2, Martin, and coming in at number 1, uh, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. So once again, thanks for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. Uh, before I get out of here, I'll leave you one more clip. Uh, <laughs> this was funny. This was the one where uh, Carlton decides to leave Bel Air and go to the hood to kick it with jazz and the boys. Uh, so until the next time, I'll catch you guys. Five G's. Oh, here we go again. Look. Just because I grew up in the best neighborhoods and pronounced the I-N-G's at the end of my words doesn't make me any less black than you. No, it's that tie that does it. <laughs> well, here we are, see? Jazz's crib. Crib. House-dwelling domicile. <laughs> how, how did you know that? Hip-hop flashcards? <laughs> I don't know, Jazz. I just feel bad for Carl, man. Like, what does he know about living in the hood? I just been half the ride over here trying to convince him not to say dynamite. <laughs> and I just feel like I'm tossing him to the lions or something. You know what I mean? Did the Detroit Lions still got those cheerleaders? <laughs> Open the door, man. Yes, that's right. You can buy property for no money down. 
Yo, what's up? Carlton, what the hell are you wearing? Yo, this? Carlton, you look like a pirate. Yo, stop fronting. You know this game's chill. Why are you talking like that? Yo, how you playing me, Prince? What? Yo, you dissing me. Come on, man, stop it! Hey, Prince, lay off of him, man. We like C-No. C-No? Yeah, he was a little stiff, but... He's coming around. Yeah, he's helping us with our business. <laughs> hey, see, no. How do I figure my network? Yo, how many times I gotta tell you? Write your questions down, I'll hook you up later. I'm sorry. That was rude of me, man. Yo, we cool? <laughs> they love me. Jazz. Tell me that this isn't happening. I don't know, Prince, man. I'm starting to like him, too. <laughs> <laughs>